0: Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we will look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. This week, I'm joined by Pras from Burning Questions. Thanks so much for joining me today. How did game week 10 treat you?
1: Hey Ryan, thanks for having me on. Firstly, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, we've we've interacted quite a bit on Twitter and as well as on on the chat chat forums during the videos. So lovely uh, and and a pleasure to be on. So uh, the timing couldn't be worse for me to be on here. Uh, the World Card nine has completely derailed. Uh, Salah trend hasn't worked out. I captained Salah game week nine. This game week was a little better, but then I didn't have Martinelli, so that sort of completely floored this game week. But look. Lots lots of you know people, if, if they're in a similar position, lots of uh, game weeks to go and nothing to be disheartened about.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same position as well with Valkar 9, Captain Sala didn't go well. Trent is now injured. Um, Rich James as well uh, picked up yeah. a knock. We're recording this at the completion of the first set of games uh, in the Champions League. So we'll start on Chelsea as well, having said that. So let's start, um, as always, at a look back on game week 10. And let's start with Chelsea first, as Potter searched for his inner pep and made seven changes to their starting lineup with highly owned players like James Sterling and also the likes of Aubameyang and Chilwell, who manages transferred in, all getting benched. What did you make of that? And also, what do you think about Chelsea from that game?
1: Look, I think uh, Pep has... Uh, sorry, uh, Potter has always been known to rotate. I mean, if you remember in his Brighton days, he used to rotate lampty or Mopé randomly. He, he uses his squad. And because he's a system manager... Um, he's now at a, at a club where he has players. I mean, there's probably two players per position at Chelsea. So you would expect quite heavy rotation from Potter. And we don't know yet who are the glue guys. I mean, even with Pep, you know that there are certain guys who are nailed. Mm. So we will find out who those are. Maybe those are James. At the moment, we only have Mount and Keppa, I think, as the two players who've started every single game under Potter. We don't even know if Keppa will keep that position going forward. But... It's a wait and watch, Chelsea. I mean, it's not like their fixtures are so stellar, and especially if you're going into a game week like we are, which is 11, 12, 13, all happening within a week, you sort of just say, I'll I'll,
0: don't buy, don't sell whatever Chelsea you have. Yeah, it, it also now with Reese James, he says he's fine, but then Potter says that we had to assess 24 to 48 hours and see what happens. Game week 12 is coming, blanks are coming. Uh, a lot of managers have at least about three. Maybe three minimum. Some most some cases. You, I think you have two, if I am not mistaken. Uh,
1: in terms of blankers, you mean? Yeah, blankers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Currently, I have two. CTs. Yeah. Before injury, correct. Yeah. correct. But then I have a dead striker spot as well. So yes, I also have three.
0: Yeah. So so a lot of people will have those issues, and then you add trend to that, you add risk James to that. Um, we're in a situation where we might have to now even cop maybe ten players playing or something like that. Um, With the James news, I guess it's a wait and watch, right?
1: It's a wait and watch. I think he's he's one that you want till the World Cup. So as long as he's not out of game week 12, game week 12, like you said, is the key game week. Game week 11, if you can just limp over, hmm. even if he doesn't start, it's not the end of the world. You'd ideally want to keep James. There's other fires, right? I mean, if yeah. you had people who were burning transfers, then you can almost think of, I can, I can look for a luxury move for James. But yep. the other problem um i know we're on chelsea but there's another problem that we don't have defenders in the game anymore i mean yes. you don't have trent robo james perisic all the guys who we thought we could rely on chilwell they aren't there anymore so mm. it's it's a bigger issue on who do you even replace him with if you were to go there
0: yeah you'll most likely go for like the budget type picks and i guess right now the only two consistent players in defense are probably cancelo and trippier correct yeah um okay so that is Chelsea. It's a revolving door that we will have to wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: uh, before we move on I move yep. off Chelsea, I would say Mount is one to watch as well. He looked yeah, absolutely true. fantastic tonight in mm. the Champions League. Uh, it seems like he's the main guy uh, who yes. will basically be running the show like a, like a gross uh, mm, at, mm, at mm. Uh, Brighton if you want to draw a parallel. But the only issue is some games he's very withdrawn if they play four mm. at the back. So, that's just one to watch. But I think uh, otherwise, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, and also with, like, again, three games in a week, I think he will also pot- potentially get rotated. We never know. Um, okay, let's move on from Chelsea and go to Newcastle. Um, so, they continued their high-scoring streak with a 5-1 win against Brentford. However they, however, they once again conceded and faced United next and Spurs as well in their next three games. Should managers with double or even triple Newcastle defence be concerned?
1: I don't think so. Uh, Newcastle are still a top four defense uh, if you look at this season's data and if you look at last season's second half data. So, since Eddie Howe has been there. So, it's a good defense. Actually, the owners have been fairly unlucky that they have been conceding mm-hmm. off 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 XG chances. So, you would have expected at least one clean sheet since game week eight wildcard. So, I would just say, hold on to them. They're not immediate sells. I think they have a good fixture in game week 12, which was the main appeal of having them in the first place, especially the triple ups. Mm. And uh, if you have to look at each pick in isolation. So I think if you look at Trippier, I think, you know, as we mentioned in the previous segment, one of the best defenders in the game, no reason I wouldn't even bench him against Man United in the upcoming fixture, free kicks, you know, he just hoovers up bonus. So you just, you want to have him. Then you look at Pope, there are basically no def- uh, no goalkeepers right now that are appealing. So if you have Pope, you stick with him because where else are you going to go right now? And then I think third one is if it's Wilson, Wilson, is his XGI is currently, I think, second in the league mm. uh, for the games he's he started or minutes per XGI. So he's a fine pick as long as he's, he's fit. So I think I'm quite bullish on Newcastle assets in general, even though, as you said, they play Man United and Spurs, and they also play Chelsea between now and and the World Cup. So it's three tough games out of six. But I think I'd back them to continue to score goals and keep the odd clean sheet.
0: Yeah, because if you look at the team, like those three tough teams as well, I don't think those teams are capable of keeping a confirmed clean sheet, like maybe compared to a city who we have a feeling that, okay, they will keep a clean sheet. But I think Newcastle are capable of scoring against all three of those teams as well. And again, like we've seen before from Trippier, You don't have to bench him in the big games because he's on set pieces, could score a free kick. Um, Even when they concede, he's mostly on the bonus as well because of the amount of corners and everything he takes. So he's a really good asset to start. And now with James also potentially, I don't know, maybe might miss one game. So you'll most likely have to start him anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the only other thing about Newcastle in terms of their players... I'm trying to think who else. I mean, people. some people have Almiron are mm. thinking about Almiron. I think, you know, he's like the new star gem uh, midfielder. I wouldn't get too excited. I mean, look, uh, he, he's doing well. His numbers are up from last year. But it's not like the attack is going through him. He's been slightly mm. overperforming his numbers in terms of his goal output. So, I would be a little bit cautious, uh, especially now. It's a luxury yeah. move, right? Yeah. Before these tougher fixtures.
0: Yeah, for me, it's uh, Callum Wilson is probably the best on penalties as well. Um, yeah. And the talisman of the team. So, as long as he's fit, he's probably the best attacking option.
1: Correct, correct. And then there's Bruno, Gumarish. Mm. He will probably be pushed up once Joe Linton is back in yeah. the team. So, he could be an option. But again, I would classify that as a luxury move rather than anything else.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, on the other hand, Brentford... Uh, have slipped further in their defensive data. They're currently 14th for XG considered non-penalty in the last six game weeks. Brighton are up next, and a lot of managers are in some of their assets uh, for the next two game weeks. Do you think Brentford um, are a team to target? And if so, which Brighton assets would uh, be good players to look at?
1: I think Brentford are a team to target. I, I said in the Burning Questions video last week that there's three teams to target from an attacking point of view, actually four. So there's, there's obviously Forest, which is mm-hmm. the known quantity. Yep. I think, I think Fulham, Leicester mm. and Brentford. I mean, these are the teams that you want to go for. Even Bournemouth is actually defensively much better mm-hmm. since this temporary new manager. So, yes, I, I would think so. They are playing in a much more aggressive manner this season. Almost like, you know, we've we've mentioned this, like the leads of, of the yeah. year or a couple of years ago. So they are attacking, so you can buy their attackers. Like Tony is a good option but they will concede goals. And uh, this performance against Newcastle was dire. I mean, they gave away at least two or three goals. Um, so it was, you know, defensively poor. And a performance like that really dents the confidence of the defense. So it's not like, you know, they were... It, it wasn't like they leaked those goals. They gave them away, literally. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. And
1: so there were errors. The goalkeeper might be, you know, a little bit more shaky. So I would say, yes, uh, Brighton assets are ones that people could consider. My issue with Brighton is... They'll help you in eleven and twelve. Yeah. But after that, they have the tough fixtures, right? They have a couple yes. of tough games. So yeah, if you're thinking about a cheaper player, you know, I'm thinking about Welbeck, for example, as a striker who can get me eleven and twelve, can bridge any injuries in those two weeks, and then I don't even mind if he's on the bench, because we're really at the home stretch now. There's four yep. games left after that. Yeah. Um, people are looking at their defenders again for the same reason. Game week twelve against Nottingham Forest is that is as good as it gets, both from an attacking and defensive point of view. So, I think people are looking at Webster, Dunk, Trossard is in the conversation Mm. for people looking at even captaincy options. I wouldn't personally go there, but he's in there. Gross is still a decent option, and Welbeck. So, that's four or five names I've sort of listed out of Brighton. I don't think anyone should get overexcited with too many Brighton, but I think one or two options for this 11 and 12 are are good.
0: I might go, I'm thinking of Webster and Trossard. Uh, Webster for potentially Trent. Um, And Salah is a bit annoying me right now that I'm thinking I go Salah to Trasad I mean Salah to Trasad and then upgrade that third striker to Kane is something I'm thinking Um, but we'll have to see Uh, again it depends on there are a couple other injuries we don't know about Mitrovic as well still so all of that is still in the balance that I haven't made that move yet but we'll see thinking about it
1: yeah I mean as people are so I have similar dilemmas to you as people are thinking about these transfers the reason I'm hesitant to go the Kane route is because I want to have a setup where I can easily get to Foden, Saka, Martinelli in game week 13. And I don't want to sort of block the funds with Kane, which will stop me from doing that. Now, you may say that I can still do it and that's fine, but that's basically what people need to think about is coming out of game week 12, you need to have the right team with minimum five Arsenal and City players. That would be the idea.
0: Mm, Agreed. Uh I, that that's a good point because I've checked that as well to see if that's possible because I already have Martinelli as well so I've held on to him. The thing with the, going for me at least the Kane route is I can bench all three of Martinelli, Cancelo and uh, Haaland assuming everyone else is fit um, and then I can do a trossade to Foden and then maybe a week later do um, Madison whose fixtures then turn again to a potentially a Saka. Or oh, if I want, up front, maybe a Gabriel Jesus depends on the situation. Yeah,
1: that's fair. That's fair. That's um, definitely bad
0: mm, Okay, so those are some Brighton assets to look at. Um, we touched on Liverpool, so let's talk about them. Injuries are piling up with Diaz out until the World Cup and reports emerging that Matip and Trent are also potentially out for two weeks, uh, which is almost like three to four game weeks. Um, and then there is Salah, who doesn't look anywhere close to getting near the opposition goal, especially in the new system. Um both of us went Trent and Salah and many other managers while carded in Game Week 9 also probably went there. What do we do with them? And is it even worth consider- considering Liverpool assets at the moment, especially for Game Week 12?
1: Uh, that's the key question. I mean, you've asked uh, the the main question right now. And look, let's break it down. So first, I think because Diaz is now out until the, the World Cup, mm. I think this whole four four two is not going to work as much because if to pay f- play four strikers, they basically have to put out Firmino, Darwin, Jota and Salah every single game. They can't yeah. do that. So mm. I feel they will have to revert back to 4, four, four, four three, three, which is basically their favorite formation, which means Fabinho will come back in midfield, Henderson and, and Thiago, which I feel is fine. I mean, they were basically trying to cover Trent as the issue. If Trent yeah. isn't there, then they don't need the issue. Mm. So both Diaz and Trent's injuries almost mean to me and we'll see it tomorrow in the Champions League, that they go back to 4-3-3. If they're going back to 4-3-3, I think then Salah comes back into play. Mm. So maybe now I'm being, you know, fool's gold or whatever. But I feel like if that's the formation, and, you know, then it would be foolish to get rid of Salah for the weeks that you got him for, which is yeah, Game Week 12 man. and Game Week 13. Yeah. I don't know if I will captain him in Game Week 12. I may because West Ham is a good defense. I definitely won't captain him in game week 13 because Haaland will come off a week's Mm -hmm. rest and play Brighton at home. But what I do know is that Salah could be the second best premium to own in 12 and 13. So I want to probably keep the option of having him. I can understand people like you who have grown frustrated and want to go Kane route. But I think, you know, might as well go one more week, especially if I see any signs tomorrow. That's my thinking on Salah. I think Trent is an easy sell if he's two weeks i'm not going to sell him until the friday press conference because you never know managers just come out and yeah. say because you know my personal feeling was that martin Leo was completely embarrassing him in the game mm, mm. so you know he took a knock and klopp said look just just come out and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll sort of we'll just say you were injured or whatever or maybe he had a minor injury he basically took him off the firing line so it could be just minor it could be that he's back but I think selling Trent is more reasonable. I feel like the Liverpool defence isn't looking what it was. Van Dijk is completely off it. He's not covering for Trent. Matip is now injured. So, Konate is is a good defender. But is he fit? Uh, you know, will he also sort of have a niggle after 30 minutes? You just never know. So, it's a basically, it was a mistake. Get out of the mistake and find a defender that works for you.
0: Yeah, the tr- Trent move most likely will happen. The I guess the Salaman again, like you said, Champions League, we had to wait and see. There are also other flags in our teams that we have to wait before we probably, I guess, react to Salah as well because Salah can be considered as a luxury transfer out at some times even though he's holding that much of value. Um, there is a case to be made that maybe with Joe Gomez, Konate, I think Matip is better than Konate, but Joe Gomez and Konate in that backline could somewhat improve their defence uh, because their weak link was trend at that moment. Um
1: Gomez is rubbish too, man. Yeah, that's I mean, the thing. You know, it's not like people are saying oh their, their defense is, is gonna be better, or some are saying it's gonna be way worse, but I think it'll be better because Robertson is back. I read mm. in the news he's back training. Um and I think Konate is still good. I mean Matip has I, I know historically he may have been better, but I think he's been on the decline. Mm. So yeah, I think their defense could be better. And by the way, Robertson could be an option yeah, for people exactly. that do want to keep money in the back. Uh, that want to go a little bit different. I think Robert, you could do worse than going Robertson.
0: Yeah, and also Sala will then, I guess, eventually become the primary focus, hopefully become the primary focus because Diaz is also very sometimes selfish in his play uh, that he doesn't want to pass compared to when they had Mane and Mane was also feeding Salah. Um, yep. So we'll have to see how they're doing in the Champions League and then probably decide based on what team structure is at the moment, I guess.
1: Correct, correct. So on this Thursday's Burning Questions, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on the schedule. Mm. So I'll give you a little preview. The problem is Liverpool's schedule is the worst between 11 and 13. Because they play Sunday, midweek and Saturday, which basically means that for me, it eliminates uh, Nunes out of the equation. Because Mm. he's not going to start all three games. And uh, that makes Jota maybe a little bit better option because Jota has to start. There's nobody who can play on the left, maybe Carvalho but Jota should start most of the games. But yeah, apart from that, I'm hoping I'm hoping this back to the new formation is the same reason why I captained Hala in, uh, sorry, Salah in game week uh, nine, was because I think without Diaz, without Elliot, it's a better Salah. Mm. And hopefully we see that.
0: Yeah. All right. So you kind of convinced me to keep him again. Let's see. We'll see.
1: Uh, <laughs> we will see. It's, we'll it's see. a poison pill. Uh, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> we'll see.
0: I mean, he's a he's an extreme differential, which I never thought I would say in FPL, but here we are. Ah, uh, but we'll see, we'll see what happens in the Champions League game, and then assess after that, I guess. Correct. Um. Okay. Finally, West Ham have improved their XG uh, non penalty uh, data in the last six game weeks and are now up to fifth in that metric. Um. Bowen continues to deliver points, and now it seems like Kamaka is also looking like a decent option. Uh, do you think West Ham assets are still good to get, and if so, when would you recommend getting them?
1: Uh, Now, I mean, uh, you could have got them earlier. They had a good fixture run. Hmm. People were more hesitant because of the Liverpool game in game week twelve. But again, now we're being more pragmatic about Liverpool and then them being more uh, penetrable. So, Hmm. if you have a Bowen, you can easily keep him uh, through game week twelve. If you wanted to jump on a eight million mid, I think he's fine as well. I mean, you can't go for a Saka or a Foden right now. So, if you wanted to go for an eight million mid, I think I think Bowen's a good shout. After 12, however, I think there's better eight millions than Bowen. Uh, like I said, the mm-hmm. Saka and Foden shouts. So I think it's a good pick. I think even in defense, you could go for a Zuma. You could go for a Cresswell, who's looking more nailed. Unfortunately, Soufal lost his place. Emerson has lost his place. So you're left with basically Cresswell, who could be dicey as well in a short window. So you're basically only looking at Zuma as an option in defense. And I think Moez has changed his way of thinking this year a little bit, where he's gone defense first, and that is seen in the numbers. So the defense is good, and uh, you you could go for that defender, but I think in our position, if you're so close to game week twelve, you might as well go Webster from the discussion we talked about. Yeah. And then finally, a question on Skamaka. I think he's a good player. He's he's a very good player. My only problem is Antonio still exists, and again, in a short window you never know which is the game that Antonio gets. It could be one of the any of the three in 11-13. to 13. So, mm. again, makes it a little bit dicey.
0: Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, so then let's turn our attention to game week 11. Um, let's talk captaincy. I guess this time we probably aren't going to be back in against Haaland uh, in what previously would have been a tough fixture, but with the form Liverpool are in, they are probably there, to, there for the take-in. Um, apart from Haaland, let's say people who don't own Haaland, who do they captain or oh, are there any other captaincy options
1: well firstly if you don't own Holland, what are you doing um but uh, i look f- a word of caution so tonight after the champions league game guardiola said that harlan felt a little bit of a tiredness after the southampton game and he didn't play a minute tonight so he said he was looking better today but we do need to monitor if he's somebody who you know pep can bench him if you yeah. wanted to so but it's an important game against Liverpool. He's most likely going to play, so that's most likely going to be captain. And also, one to remember, they have a they have a midweek break, which is a rare thing for City to have a midweek break. So I expect Harland to start and 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 be my captain. For people that don't have him, or people who want to be different, I think Kane or Sun are decent options as well. Home to Everton, so even though Everton are looking better and and Spurs aren't looking that great attacking wise because that's just the way Conte plays. He's He says, you can have the ball and we'll just counter and Everton will say, no, thank you. You can have the ball back. So I don't expect it to be a free flowing game from any stretch of the matter, but uh, he's a fine thing because White Hart Lane is is where Tottenham score lots of goals if they get an early one and you could see a 3-4 nail. So I think people, if, if they're looking for a Kane or Sunshout, I think it's not a bad one.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um... So, now, apart from, let's say, the teams we covered before, um, are there any other teams or players that you wanted to touch on that you think could be good going forward?
1: Um, Look, I mean, Spurs, we just touched on. I think Spurs defenders we haven't talked about because defenders are in the conversation, so might as well do that. Mm. Uh, Look, I think Doherty is coming back into contention. He started the last game. But then Emerson only has two more games left in his suspension, so yeah. you just never know that you know when when he comes back. Uh, Perisic has been real disappointment this season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, so much was expected of him, but Sessingong is playing really well. Mm. So you just never know which game Perisic misses out. So I think the defense is a no-go. Uh, in short, those who have Sun happily keep him this week. Yeah. I think it's a good week to have Sun.
0: Yeah, I, I, especially like. For me, I just feel like when Perisic is not on the same side as Sun, I just think that Sun is just a better ass <coughs> for me at least. Just because they 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 don't they don't occupy the same space then. Uh um, yeah. but we know what Sun is capable of. Any game week he can go uh ballistic, so we'll have to wait and see. I know Sonaldo has Sun and we'll probably keep him. He does, well. he
1: does. The the issue for Sun again is that um he looked better in a three-five-two, mm. but they are now moving back. They they will move back to a three-four-three because um, Kulisevsky has trained mm. and Richarlison is fit. So I can't see him sort of benching both of them. So he'll, they'll probably move back to the three-four-three. Mm. So which is not so great for Son.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so that's Spurs. Um, are there any differentials who you think would be um, who would perform great this weekend? Who managers could sign to climb up the ranks?
1: Um, I mean, we're restricted by
0: the black, by the Arsenal yeah. guys. I would
1: have said that the fixture against Leeds is a good one, yeah. So, if you could get a Saka or a Jesus and you don't have a benching issue, then fine, that's that's a good option. They're not differentials, I know. Um, Brighton assets we talked about already, I mean, those are fairly well, uh, low-owned. Um, I think that's, I mean, Solanke is still really low-owned. I mean, he's he's mm. a decent option. He got a couple of assists over the last game week. And then you have your Liverpools, your your Darwins and your Salas and your, uh, your Robertsons as differentials. So I think that's where you go uh, with people who have good fixtures in 12 and you can continue to hold later as well.
0: Fair enough. Um, so, okay, so that's the questions I had. Um, now, finally, for some quick-fire questions from the community. Um, so we'll start okay. with uh, Nuclear Atoms. Um, and he's asked ditch Salah for Bowen. Uh, Liverpool are uh, mess defensively, that it doesn't even matter now f- to have Bowen for game week twelve, and Salah is just lackluster now.
1: Um, I mean, we talked about it. I think yeah. uh, if you if you want to go for a single premium strategy, it's a viable strategy. Um, I mean, you mentioned you could potentially go for Kane. I I mentioned holding Salah. Some people are on De Bruyne and they're looking to bring him down to a Foden. And I think it could be the meta. I think Mm. after the World Cup, people would just come to the realization that, you know, if I'm captaining Haaland every week and if everyone is captaining Haaland every week, even if he's benched and gets a cameo, who cares? Mm. It's basically a 10-player game. Mm. So I might as well spend more money on those 10 players. So Bowen is looking fine as well. But my only cautionary note in these things is three weeks ago, we were saying that there's too many strikers and we don't have any strikers six weeks ago we were saying there's too many defenders and we don't have any defenders right now is the time for the midfielders but who knows maybe in three weeks it won't be so spreading that money around and then getting back to a premium is much harder than the other way around but i can't hate it right now given how the premiums are doing compared to the 8 million mids.
0: yeah fair enough like the, the tide in fpl changes so quickly that you need to be able to react soon uh, otherwise, Just like uh, yeah. how
1: when Salah will score his brace against Man City, everyone will start to jump exactly. on him in game week 12. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and then I potentially keep him or I miss him out. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> next one is from uh, Sai has mentioned, um, if can only pick one, Mount or Zaha from now until the World Cup. Mount in a good Chelsea team and starting to take versus Zaha, top fixture ticker, talisman on penalty.
1: I would say Zaha. Yeah. Um Look, we've talked about uh, Graham Potter's rotation, even though Mount is fairly immune. But sometimes he plays much deeper. You know what you get with Zaha, right? I mean, you will get attacking intent. They were a little bit disappointing in the first half against Leeds uh, over the weekend, where they sort of weren't clicking and Zaha wasn't in the game at all. But in the second half, they changed it around and he looked what we know. And look, if you you hold Zaha for the next seven game weeks uh, or six game weeks, He's gonna. He's bound to get a penalty. Um, you know, he's a midfielder. He's sometimes he even plays up top if Ad- Eduard doesn't start. So I think I think he's a good pick. So he's one that you keep in your team and you just let him sort of be for the next six weeks.
0: Yeah, fine. enough. Agreed. Um, and then finally, uh, from Manfi, who of Liverpool attack to have from Game week Twelve and so on, and what to do with uh, Trent.
1: I guess we, we discussed a bit yeah. of it in the Liverpool section. I think Trent is a clear sell, as, as, we, as we mentioned. But I think hold off till Friday. Take the price drop if you have to. Mm. Uh, because things may change. If he's fit, then you don't want to be using up a transfer there. Um, I like Jota. I like Jota as a pick as long as you're going for A Liverpool. Mm. If, Darwin, if you told me that Darwin Nunes is playing every game, he's better than Salah. Um, yeah. Even, you know, it would be worth the move. In fact, in your case, when when you talked about it, Ryan, I would even say instead of going Kane, just go yeah, Darwin Nunez if true. he looks like starting, because even if he plays City this week, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, he was if he looked at the Community Shield, I know this Liverpool team looks a shade of that team that played mm. the Community Shield, but he hogs all the chances. He yes, gets all the big the... chances in the team. So I like him a lot, but I worry for his minutes if they shift back to a four-three-three because then he'll share minutes with Firmino. A lot of people are excited about Firmino. Rotation I, risk. I don't see it. yeah yeah, so it's 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 a minute's risk as well as sometimes he just he stops shooting for mm. whatever reason mm. so that's that's my problem so Liverpool is still one that is a complex maze that nobody knows how it will happen. We are all thinking that one day it'll get turned around because it's not like Liverpool are gonna finish tenth in the table or uh you know it's lovely as United
0: 100. fans but uh
1: I mean exactly you're <laughs> yeah. gonna take off your FPL hat and as a United fan it's brilliant yeah but uh as an FPL fan uh, of these assets, you sort of want them to click and be options again, because otherwise I feel like we will end up with this one premium structure for everyone and people's teams will be very similar because money is not a problem anymore. Right?
0: Mm, Exactly. That is where I guess having like these differentials as Salah who can explode, we know what they're capable of, could be the difference between you moving 200 places, 200 K places down or 200 K places up. Um, because it's so tight like in the ranks. It's still so tight. I didn't think it'll be so tight at this point of the week, like game week, but it's still so tight between the top one hundred K to like top one million. Um the points yeah. are only small. It's like 35 yeah. points. Yeah, so exactly. yeah,
1: people shouldn't sort of worry. It's one it's a couple of halls uh, in a and the game, the FPL game is a lot about momentum, right? I mm. mean, you see that a lot of people have a bunch of reds and they a bunch of greens, so you just have to turn the tide. Mm. and get ahead of the game instead of behind and i know a lot of game week 9 wild carders like myself like yourself are feeling like you're behind the game because you have to you thought you were mm. ahead of them by having liverpool but now you're behind because nobody wants liverpool in the first place it'll turn and i think one good thing about the season as well is that the momentum will reset in game week 17 when everybody will have to pick mm. their team mm. so i would say for advice to anyone who's sort of chasing or behind is just don't start mm-hmm. to make decisions to Catch up immediately. Yeah. Take it slowly. Play as if you're in the 100k or 50k. What decision would you make, and make the same decision as long if you're one million, and that would yep. be the best way to sort of climb.
0: Fair enough. Really good advice. I shall make the most of it, and I okay. will have to wait and see how Liverpool perform. Um, I might now after this conversation. I've been like, okay, let's keep a bit more patience in Salah. We'll see how it goes, but we'll see what Liverpool's honestly after
1: like. tomorrow's Champions League. It's going to be knee-jerk central. If if you yeah. look better in a new formation people will just draw parallels if they look completely rubbish even i'm not ruling out selling salah so i don't want to sort of come across as that's my yeah. main plan i mean um i have also thought about a similar move by the way a webster hmm. uh, foden instead of salah and hmm. uh, and Kane. so that could be an option for me as well but I think it's very early days and i don't think kane is that much of a better option than salah and especially not for a hit anyway
0: yeah yeah fair enough agreed um okay so that's it um so thank you for your time today pras do you have anything no. to plug
1: oh uh, no just uh just you know keep doing what you're doing it's a it's a great show it's a great listen so uh, many times it's the, the the early one in the week so it's it's nice to sort of have that in your ears and it's a lovely review of the game week so Thank you very much for having me again. No real plugs for me. I think just uh, whoever watches burning questions on FF Scout, uh, do check us out uh, if you don't. But uh, otherwise, good luck to everyone. Yep.
0: Thank you. Um, that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. I'll be back next time to look back on Game Week 11 and ahead to Game Week 12. Green Aerosol.
1: Thank you.